Hello and welcome, friends and enemies, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and today I have two very special guests with me on the mic tonight. Uh, everybody's favorite video game influencer, a Cuddlecore. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Glad to be here. Thanks. Happy to have you on. And the CEO and co-founder of Equinox Gaming, Emily. What's good? Hi, how are you? Thanks for I having me. I am very tired uh, and exhausted as things have really picked up this week uh, for a number of different reasons which we will get into later on in the show uh, for sure but the main reason I wanted to have you both on is to talk about KO for Cancer and the charity work that you've put in for that but before we get into all of that I want to specifically ask the both of you is there anything going on right now that you want to pitch? Do you have anything like in the works right now? Anything you want to send people towards in general? Uh, Cuddlecore, let's start with you. Well, uh, I've been doing well since we are kind of in a, a you know a slowdown right now. I've been making yeah. a lot more content uh, for Tekken, and whether it's my highlights on the uh, the new characters that I've been experimenting with, or just creating like guides guides for character matchups and things like that it's to help players who are struggling with approaching said matchups so i definitely have more of that content on my youtube so if you just uh type in cuddle underscore core check in you'll find you'll find a lot of my instructional content that's cool. Uh, what exactly are people asking for in the Tekken community as of right now when it comes to like general matchup knowledge or even like how-to videos? What seems to be like the, the general questions that people ask for that game right now? Hmm. Well, whenever people have asked me about the game or like how-tos, a lot of the time it's been about movement and <laughs> when to defend and how, what's the best way to get someone who's attacking a lot off of me or who's really offensive or mashing buttons? A, a lot of people ask about those, like the more like uh, like intricate parts of the game, like the mind aspect, the very deep mind part, like the, the turn taking even of the game and frames. So it's great because Tekken even has, they, they have um, frame data. Yeah, they had, added that the in, in, the, in the latest uh, patch, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think it was the latest patch of the one before it, um, but it's very resourceful. Like you don't have to look on the internet <laughs> and potentially it could be wrong knowledge, but uh, you don't have to like test it out all the time and um, in practice mode. It says it right there. When you, when you perform the command, it shows <laughs> what it is, how negative, how plus, if it leaves you in crouch, if it doesn't, if you're airborne, if you're not the startup frames on it. So it's very resourceful. I, I use it all the time, but yeah, the, uh, the more like, um, intricate parts of the game, like the the approaching mentally, uh, mentally approaching your opponent. Those parts of the game, I get a lot of questions about. So that's what a lot of people are asking about, and they want um, more content, more content, or a season four to keep the game fresh as well, hmm. and more stages too. Okay, uh, I guess then the other question that I'll ask is: Is your are your videos more beginner friendly, or is it like intermediate level? Who should really be looking for these videos, if not everybody? I think everyone can actually look at these videos. Now, the level of player will, I think, sometimes benefit more from some of the videos because it gets a little more advanced. Like when I break down how to deal with a certain character stances because she's very evasive, that could be 
intermediate to maybe advanced because if you're new to the game the last thing you're thinking about is oh my god i just got hit okay how plus was that how minus was that that that's like that comes later so i have other videos that talk about um how to get like acquainted with competing from mm -hmm. local to regional to worldwide and i had that a couple months ago so that helps with everybody so that covers everyone and where you start and um the kinds of competition you'll come across in these fields but like if you're trying to get to each step what you need to do based on my own experiences and right. and where i started no that's very cool uh anything else that you'd want to point people towards before we dig into the meat here hmm. anything else or before I toss it over to Emily, oh. let's say. <laughs> I, I, there are other uh, Tekken players who are also making content as well. And some of that's very character specific too, or just like really uh, fun things to watch about certain characters. Brawl Pro mm -hmm. is a king player. He's a very strong king player uh, who's making more content. Anakin also dropped some beginner i believe like the intermediate level like videos about approaching tekken as well like so like the more mental part as i was mentioning earlier so definitely uh check out their videos and give them a follow as well to get more tekken content hell yeah i'm about that life all right then the question bounces off to you emily is there anything that you've got going on or equinox has going on that you'd want to direct people towards right now sure so obviously like everyone we had to sort of pivot uh yeah. towards content basically and online tournaments and we're a really new team we've never really done tournaments so i talked to janelle about it i just you know pitched the idea of a, a cuddle circuit with her and all of it basically has been an experiment and it's been going really well so we have uh i think our last one coming up right janelle on the 18th, our cuddle circuit. The last stop would be East Coast. That's coming up. Sign-ups are open. Um, we've also been partnering with different brands to do content, like Level Up Your Game. We've been working with them to do Winner's Mindset, which is really cool. That's a YouTube series with Rip and JDCR, where they're just talking about mentality. And uh, that's been kind of fun to do. We've never, we ha you know, we haven't really done this before we're kind of in new territory so we're just mm -hmm. exploring how we can do content help other content you know do things for the community and then also help our players as well so with the online tournaments we did the cuddle circuit with janelle and then um we did sub wars with brian f which i thought was really awesome that was fun <laughs> yeah i was so not involved in that but like I, yeah. seeing that happen was like very that made me feel yeah. good watching that happen. I'm glad because everybody's been thrown for a loop, right? And so our team is just trying to be really creative about it and still try to do stuff that's fun, stuff that's good for the community, good for our players, good for the team. And yeah, it's just been online tournaments and a lot of content. I think that that's been the interesting turn that a lot of teams have been doing right now and specifically seeing how those teams are interacting with the games that they support yeah. like i've just seen so many teams be like i don't know what to do with street fighter it's <laughs> this netcode is not conducive to online tournaments at all this is how do you even do this um mm -hmm. have you seen that much of a 
I guess, negative response from how the netcode works with Tekken, or is that less of an issue based on your experience? Uh, Tekken uh, and their netcode. Uh, we're struggling right now. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I know of it. I mean, it did get better than it was at release, so there's you got that at least. True. I hope that they're able to patch it a bit more because something mm -hmm. that the players and I are noticing are... Um, <laughs> with the patches the net code's getting worse and i'm like how is that huh but it's it's kind of like <laughs> I, I we're we're hoping that they they tweak whatever's going on uh with it because it was pretty pretty dang smooth um before the two i think or three patches and you know and now especially since we're online we're really hoping that they they uh tackle that problem because i think we're going to be doing a bit more online stuff for for a, for a bit mm -hmm. Yeah, especially with the it, it's weird to see all of the largest games how they've had to manage this or at least manage the community around online mm -hmm. stuff like mm -hmm. this is a street fighter show and i'll just say <laughs> pretty earnestly i think that capcom has been handling it bad uh and it's mm -hmm. not been so good um but at least uh, in your experience those like i guess is this is more towards a question for you cuddlecore but has like Harada and the the Tekken team been uh, taking that feedback seriously and looking to improve? Have they been vocal about that? Um, I haven't really been keeping up too much with some of their um their their tweets on it. Uh, I know that they've been like there's like announcements of different things going on, but right. I haven't seen any I haven't okay. seen anything on the uh, netcode part yet. But I'm hoping that that's in the works. I, I know it takes time. Yeah. But uh, usually they're they're pretty good with getting back to us as long as people aren't attacking, <laughs> because uh, you know that's a whole other thing when people start attacking and and, and kind of getting hostile about uh the things put into the game. Which which I okay for example, hell sweep hell sweep was start uh, became a tracking move and Just people block. were upset. <laughs> right. And, and and that was and that was I think I think I think the comment really hurt players because right. it's like well you know. Tekken is a 3D fighting game, and the fact that Mashimas can wave dash to realign themselves, they wave dash, they're right back in front of me. That's why wave dash hell sweep is a vortex because of that. So mm -hmm. um, so me stepping is, is sometimes a better option for us instead of just blocking because it's right in front of us and we have to guess on like three different things from wave right. dash. And, and, then, and then that's scary. So, you know, people voice their concerns sometimes not in the most educated way. But they were mad. They were angry. So then, <laughs> that got <laughs> that got fixed. <laughs> Last patch, which I'm, I'm I'm so grateful for because well, my characters could step it anyway. Sorry, one of my characters could step it anyway. But the point was, it made Mashimas. It, it buffed them in a sense that made them a little too scary. It was a little over right. like over the top. But you know, it seems like they listen. But I don't think overly being overly aggressive to the people who help us is, is, is necessary make people were making reasonable like uh complaints about it in videos and stuff too more of that please just more of that so that they can <laughs> hear it so that they don't tune us out because we're calling them all kinds of names like no that's not how educating that people on the mechanics of how this is busted of <laughs> you realize now that when they wave dash forward you're in a mix-up now. They haven't pressed a button yet, but you're in a mix-up. <laughs> and it's and it's and it's like when it's a tracking move. Like what 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 can you do? Because then you have to guess on two different things. So you can have to guess on the hell sweep. But then if you if you try and duck and block that, then you might eat the wall rising too, which is a launch. Like what did you can't win on that? So it's like you have there has to be 
a balance there, which is with it, which is the hell sweep being linear. That's, That's why. That All right, I've got you. I've, while I've got you heated, let's go to a, to a, a less incendiary topic in that case, then, uh, or maybe a more incendiary, depending on which angle you want to take this. But a couple weeks ago, uh, you threw the Ko Cancer Charity Tournament. Uh, could you tell us about the? Let's start at the beginning. The origins of this. What was the impetus for this? Uh, the Ko Cancer hashtag Ko Cancer. Okay, Emily, you ready for this? You ready to lay this out? All right. I'm, I'm buckled. I'm strapped in. I'm strapped into this chair. People don't know this office chair, but it's got like, I've got a seatbelt that I've got to <laughs> latch on just in case people pop off. Like, I'm a, might happen pretty soon. I, I, it's from what I'm hearing, but go ahead, please. It, I just, it was awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll give a little bit of like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like the beginning too, and, and uh, you know, Emily, input at any time. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, so um, we got an email um, from, it was a, was it Red, Ready to? It's play? a Player 2. Yeah, that Player 2. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, no, you're right. no, I, I said, like, please, like, go <laughs> and everything. And uh, <laughs> so the email uh, was asking about, like, collaborating with uh, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation uh, was something that we were doing in the community, the fighting game community, uh, because they're interested in esports and you know spreading awareness and, and that way as well. Mm-hmm. And so, and when I talked about it, we were like, "Oh my god! Like this is like a big deal! Like oh my god! Like <laughs> like we've never done something like this, or right. we, we never we never had." And so we went on a call, and uh, Emily uh, started coming up with like. Uh, making like a whole week of streamathoning for like all the people on Equinox to raise money um, for uh, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. But um, when was it the 14th of May, when we had the actual tournament, she put all of that together. She got like the Street Fighter community, she got the Tekken community um, and like two different coasts of tournaments running at two different times. Like we had commentators, like we had like, Oh, some of the best people for uh, just to represent uh, the tournaments. And we had a great staff as well running everything. And uh, and it was just, it was it was crazy. I, I Emily, I still don't know how you did it. It's insane, but. Um, yeah, I think I kind of have to ask Emily, just knowing the amount of organization that goes behind something like that and organizing right. a multiple day event uh, as a team that is, I mean, as you said, not used to running big online events like this. Uh, How was that experience for you? If you had if you had the ability to hop in a time machine today and go back to pre event, Emily, what would you Mm -hmm. advise yourself to do early on to maybe avoid headaches that you might have run into? Honestly, the headaches that we ran into, I felt like for so minuscule, we we made sure that the people we worked with were people that we could rely on that and really believed in the mission as well and understood like what we were trying to do. And so it just felt effortless at times. I don't know when you just work with people who share the same mindset and you're just a bunch of cool people who just want to do something cool. It, it becomes effortless, especially when people really care. And when it happened, I just, 
you know, I worked a lot up until the event, planning all of this, getting people together. But when it all came together, finally, like basically I was putting together the pieces for this big event. Hmm. When the day finally came, it just happened. And honestly, when I look back on it and I think about the biggest regrets, like I, I regret maybe like we didn't have more time to raise more money, yeah. but <laughs> I, I felt really proud about what we accomplished in the, so like we had a, we literally had like less than a week to a planet. So I was really proud of what we were able to do for tournaments in one day, as well as a week of streaming mm-hmm. and it was our first time. So it made me really excited about like, you know, what we're able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. Yeah. I think that that was also one of the more impressive things about this event was the, the lead up time. Like mm-hmm. upon like first hearing about it, they, you were like, this is like a week from now, like two weeks from now, like here's a mm-hmm. little bit of promotional details. And then like it all just kind of rolled together. So building out the team, having people you could trust in, in high places, uh, mm-hmm. having people, I would assume having people who are like running the bracket, like TO runners, uh, people in the discords, people in the chats, making sure that everybody's going the right places, uh, all very difficult to manage. Uh, so really hats off to you. Cause that's, <laughs> that's a huge accomplishment. But what was the lead up time? You said it was about like two weeks planning or one week planning. It's like a week. It was just a Shit, week. Dude. It was a week. <laughs> it was like a week. <laughs> You got like all that promotional material all set up. We went, and, yeah, and we everything. went, we went hard. We went hard because like Janelle said, it's like, it felt like a, I mean, it, it is a really big deal for us. And we felt like we haven't seen something like this recently for the fighting game community. Well, mm-hmm. you know, before this, uh, the recent events, but talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that later, but it was just, you know, stunning yeah no uh what was the what was the final count on total donations from from all of the different days up until the final day the final count final count i believe a hundred two hundred and thirty single donations hmm i never looked at the single donations like the count of them oh i don't know i could (laughs) I just, I just thought hey, I didn't, I, that. you know, I, I don't even, I guess I don't even know how to use Tiltify correctly for that, but that's amazing. 230 different no, people. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can we scratch that? Yep. You raised okay. Boom. Boom. We had, we raised. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely go back and edit that. We, I'm okay. shaking my head. No, I'm not going to. We had a, we had a total of 130 total single donations, which amounted to about 230 hours of research funded. There. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Yes. Very cool. Excuse me. Uh, and what was the the final like? I'm at, like, what was the number that you hit? Eleven thousand five hundred and seventeen and thirty-five cents. Wow, that is that is such an impressive amount for such a, a short lead-up. Because I think that something that I feel like Team Equinox has has really been accomplished at uh, has been your ability for promotion, like all of your mm-hmm. like player announcements, 
that promotion has been fantastic. Your gear is some of the best, I would say. I'm not just saying that because you're on. I actually think it looks like <laughs> the best. It's not like a weird esports jersey. It's like, no, here's something cool that you could wear that a hu- you know, like a human would wear. Uh, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> not like a weird. I feel it. I understand. <laughs> I'm a future competitor. Check out my wet wicking uh-huh. d- d- shirt. Uh, against my it, it, that has t- has tightened itself around me like a sausage uh no 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 not that no it's actually like cool stuff but what you like what your team has been able to do in producing that that short amount of time is actually really impressive because like one of the things that people don't think about is like creating that promotional material takes time and they're like agreeing on well, like, this is the link. This is where we're going to send people to. Here's like all the, the short, here's the, all the actual information we want on this page. Like take mm-hmm. some finagling. Who is your, who's the artist that works for you? Remind me again. We have two designers, Anna Rumi and Amy Tan. And Anna Rumi is actually the designer of our shirts. So she did the, uh, like, you know, the We Can Do It shirt, Yetta shirt. And uh, actually, I do a lot of the graphics as well. <laughs> Graphic, like teaching, self-taught Photoshop is extremely important. I feel, I think everybody should learn it because a lot of the things is just be learning it and as well as learning it from the graphic designers and we're just able to pump out stuff really fast and stuff that we're really proud of. No, that's a it's, that's a good <laughs> no, that's good advice yeah. of anyone who's like yeah. thinking about promotion of like, oh, learn how to do this stuff yourself because right. then you have control over uh what message gets sent. Right. Instead I, of having yes. to go back and forth with an artist and, and figure out, well, actually, could you move this a little bit or this color is not right. Or right. Some weird shit like that. And for me, uh my background is in marketing, so I I understand the importance of being able to use social media properly to reach your audience. Mm -hmm. And I know that the fighting game community is a lot of it's based on Twitter. So having that conversation, putting stuff on there that, you know, elevates the standard or stuff that you're proud of. I think it's important, even if, you know, we're still like a new team, we're still growing. We have like 5,000 followers, but, I feel like we conduct ourselves like, you know, a a T1 org, I feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important in the way we do our graphics, our branding, the stuff we wear. And it's stuff we want to, you know, we want to (laughs) wear. So when we think about uh, the esports jersey, the baseball one, we just thought like, hmm, what what would we want to wear that, you know, that's, we kind of like to not see what everybody else is doing. Basically, just think about what we like personally. Or, and uh, yeah, it's been working for us, I guess. No, I'm I'm for that. I kind of want to throw you a curveball right now. Is that okay? Can you catch yeah. this pitch? All right. I'm going to throw it anyway. <laughs> Ready or not. <laughs> uh, you mentioned something about the fighting game community generally being on Twitter, which I would agree with you. Uh mm-hmm. It gets a little complicated whenever you consider that most advertising like dollars aren't really spent on Twitter to promote mm. uh, events and such. Uh, so what has been like 
I don't know. Does this limit your scope, do you think, in terms of outreach? Or is it a benefit to have everybody on this one platform that would be interested in this niche community kind of thing? Uh, just kind of like a general question of like, what's your take on how the FGC has treated social media and like if there might be better ways or like untapped markets? I'm writing this down, sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Big curveball question. No, I know. We can come back to it and address it later. Oh, um. Oh, I was just going to oh, say. Oh, oh, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, the, um, yeah, the FGC, yeah, a lot of it is on, on Twitter, but I do feel like, um, if it could expand to other platforms a bit more to promote, uh, like social media, like, outreach like like you know more people to look at their 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 brand or like their team that would even um something that i always hear about with the fgc is like uh you know you all need to really treat yourself more like as professionals and maybe you all don't hear that as much but like like when it comes to the players like like really considering your brand like that's something i hear so much when it comes to the players <laughs> so i think even like uh websites uh which i don't know if it's considered full social media but i think it is linkedin I think uh, using that to also like put your uh, yourself on there, your team on there, or because like with players, usually a lot of the time, like they do have tons more skills because they've learned them over the course of being players, like creating your content, managing social media pages, uh, like lecturing people when it comes to like the game or like how to get into esports. Like you have so many skills, it's just people don't they kind of keep themselves in this one box of, of social media, which is Twitter. But if you actually think about how many skills you have, you can market yourself even in, in an even uh, bigger way if you expand the type of platform that you're on, which I think LinkedIn is also a really good one too. Yeah, I think that you mentioned something, creating an, like your own website as a player is like an interesting facet that I feel like a lot of people haven't really tapped into. There's a couple people who have. Who like if you go to... Honestly, if you go to their Twitter page and then see, oh, this is the website that has like all of their links to everything that they do or work on, uh, mm -hmm. that's a good option for like the player. But anyway, Emily, did you were, did, were you about to say something? Did I cut you off? Well, I was just thinking about like untapped markets for uh, promotion, and I feel mm -hmm. like more players should consider being guests on podcasts like this i feel like they're a really great way for them to reach the community and it's you know it's not just through twitter right, right. but it, i feel like it's a it's a medium that i haven't seen too many players get involved with you know like just an interview on a podcast i would you and, know what i would i would go as far to say as some people i think that's okay i don't need to hear some <laughs> of those players talk really or say words <laughs> Just uh, maybe that's my maybe I'm wrong about that opinion. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, because some of their takes are a little much. So not, I know exactly what you're saying. I understand that. So maybe, maybe they names. need to work on that. I'm just maybe saying. They need to work on that first. <laughs> or maybe they should go say things on podcasts so people know exactly where they're coming from. But uh, yeah. You're you're right about that, Emily, and it's that's a that's a thing that I feel like a lot of people have not really tapped into. Uh, a lot there's a couple of people I would say you could look at your like Sejam for example, mm -hmm. uh, and that 
oh, what's the name of his uh, D&D podcast or D&D magic show? Magic Pixel. Oh, the Magic Pixel. Yeah, that's right. Because that's such a good name. I was like mad and it was like, <laughs> man, it's a fucking good name for a, for a D&D slash fighting game enthusiast crossover con you son of a anyway <laughs> like that stuff's a really good idea because as you mentioned earlier there are so many more interests than just fighting games that people have and so many more talents that people have like music movies or <laughs> what have you uh we're not all one dimensional we like this thing and this is the only thing in our lives but i agree and agree with that yeah all right well is there anything else about uh, KO cancer that uh, we haven't touched upon that you would want to bring up? I know oh. I'm swerving back. I did a swerve. I did a curveball <laughs> away talking about social media, but we're going to swing back around to the, the event and how much you had raised, which was honestly, again, I want to congratulate you both for putting on such a an incredible event in such short notice and raise so much money and so many funds to uh, help fund breast cancer research that's a really an incredible job thank you thank you uh, oh oh sorry no no go, go ahead i cut you off oh i was just going to say um i i did want to mention the the strength and like uh of the community of of our community for coming in really clutch <laughs> and i want to say like thank you to uh jasmine um on our uh, on our team for the Equinox staff, I, I Emily is she under like a social media person? Uh, she's, yeah, she's our coordinator, social media coordinator. Yes, social media coordinator. I want to. Uh, she she helped me out because the goal was a thousand for me, mm-hmm. and I was like, huh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do that because I don't know if I'll be able to. But I was still gonna try. I was like, I can try, right. but I, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I talked to her because she gave me some some advice. She just hit me up, and I was like, "Oh, I could do incentives." <laughs> <laughs> and um, I want to. I just I really appreciated her for that because I'd never done anything like this, and my community ended up mm-hmm. uh, donating five times as much. And um, I, I really appreciated her advice. I appreciate the community caring so much. Uh, I appreciated them uh, coming coming together for such an important cause, and. Um, it was amazing because, you know, when you don't do things like this, you kind of you're like, mm, I, I I'll set that little mini goal for myself. But but for me, I, I mean, if I'm gonna do something, I want to do it well. So I'm so glad mm-hmm. for all the people who gave me all the insight, all the support to help me in in, in getting that taken care of. And I, I feel like uh, I really was able to give something back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it does feel good to have like that amount of love shown from the community of like we agree with this like hell yeah mm-hmm. let's go in um and just to confirm that's a jasmine or on twitter kuro mina k-u-r-o mina and then an h at the end uh yes. i think she's great i've i've only had pleasant experiences talking to her and like you said i think she's very good at social media management in terms of <laughs> you need to these are the things you want to hit here's where you got to reach out um mm-hmm. just my opinion of how often I see her around. She just like comes up. She'll, she's got an eye on things. I don't know how many yeah. Twitter alerts she has <laughs> set up, <laughs> but like, I feel like if you say it, she'd be like, Oh, by the way, and this thing, uh, no, nah, she's cool. She's on uh, top of things. That's for yes. Sure. Absolutely. Which is like, you need people like that on your team. Uh, okay. so when, if, 
you out there are listening and thinking, I want to run an event like this. Building a team of people you can trust, like you guys were talking about earlier, is like profoundly important when it comes to making things go smoothly a day of or even leading up to. Uh, So glad that you have a team member like that to (laughs) push things forward, let's say. Uh, Incentives, though, are uh, always a good way to to raise money. There's always like weird, mm-hmm. weird little things that you can do. Weird little tricks yeah. of the trade. <laughs> raise a little bit more money. Um, anything Honest, else though? Oh, on the sorry. Thing? No, no. I cut you off again. Please go ahead. <laughs> it's a little more no. difficult in a, in a three-way call when yeah. no one can see you. I understand. My apologies. I might, might have a little bit of crosstalk, but I'll let you. Please speak up. Well, like Janelle said, when we first started, we were really unsure about what we were capable of. Uh, BCRF's mission was to get basically just spread awareness as opposed to hitting like, you know, a certain amount of donations. So it was really up to us to decide what our goal was. And we were really confused. We didn't know like what would happen. So the goal started small, like it started like 2000 and 5,000. And then it just kept, you know, we kept getting more money, more support and BCRF was just, they were really happy with how supportive and generous our small community is. Because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, BCRF, they've worked with, you know, Overwatch and Blizzard, and that's a huge game, right? right? And for them to take notice of us and then see that there's a lot of power and even, you know, a really a small community compared, comparing to, you know, to other bigger esports and mm-hmm. It, so that's why it was really important for Janelle and I to do a really good job with this, just to show like the power of a small community. And so, you know, just to see it just happen like this and to be able to help the cause is just super meaningful for us. Mm-hmm. No, uh, huge win <laughs> with that, just because it is cool to see, like you said, a relatively small community step up and make big strides like that. Uh because like the Overwatch community is is much larger, and that's you know, or like the League community, let's say, uh, the fighting game community is kind of small peanuts in comparison. <laughs> but uh, with that said, though, still right. hugely successful, and again, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, were you about to? Did I cut you off? Oh no, I was saying thank you. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, with that in mind then, uh moving on to the next uh the next topic, let's say. Uh, cuz things if people are listening to this show, uh, which will release on t- tomorrow, which is d- June 4th. If you're listening to this on June 4th, you might be thinking why are they so upbeat and happy in a time like this? Well, sometimes you kind of have to at least in my opinion, good to focus on like the good things that are happening because right now things are very bad. So if if you want to go down this path with us right now, we're about to talk about the the trials and tribulations that people have been going through the past week or for many people out there, their entire lives. Uh, there has been a huge push in not just the fighting game, but every every community that I've seen has been out there either protesting or supporting protests for Black Lives Matter or related uh, related causes uh, due to the deaths of, honestly, at this point, not just 
not just one, not just George Floyd, but the many black men and women who have been murdered by police officers in this country. Uh, it's bad out there and it seems to be getting worse. Uh, and I kind of want to hear how I want to hear how a team like Equinox or even on a personal level, uh, you both have reacted to the current situation or the current mood of things or what your advice would be for people who don't seem to be listening, let's say. Oh, am I going first? Is this, is, I don't understand. Is that, you can, you can is, if you would like I mean, to. I, okay. I just know I wasn't sure what order we were going in. Um, I kind of tossed that up to both, but I see oh, that yeah, Emily if, has sorry, muted her if, microphone. Was it you? <laughs> I was sorry. I was talking. I was mute. I didn't realize I was muted. I was saying, go ahead. If you have something to say, go ahead. I didn't know if you were trying to send that <laughs> message sorry, of sorry. like, time for sorry, you to shut up. <laughs> I was oh, like, I was okay, like, cool. Cool. No, I would prefer you go first, actually. So, you know... Equinox, our team is really diverse, so it kind of hits close to home, everything that's happening. And when things first started getting crazy, I suppose, I, I don't know a better word. Um, I just, I wasn't sure at first how to react from a team owner standpoint, also from the team standpoint, because, you know, when something controversial, remotely controversial happens, you're like, hmm, I don't think I want to, you know, do that on the official Twitter or the official team one. You have to be really careful. You don't want to get involved. But like, it just felt like this was an issue that just couldn't, you couldn't really be silent on. And like, it wasn't, it wasn't a, like I kept saying at the start, like I kept rationalizing in my mind, like it's a political thing. We have to be careful about how we talk about this, but you know, it's not a political thing, right? It's a human, hum, humanity, like it's a human's rights thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt like as a team, we had to help or do something or say something about it because it matters. It matters to say something and it matters to do something and it matters to our team and it matters to our community. So we were, it, the first thing we did was uh, help with the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which is with the um, bail funds. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just basically spreading awareness about it. Um, being there for uh, the members on our team. And honestly, it's just, it's been really hard and obviously, like, I'm never going to understand the true weight of the situation. But what we're doing is just, you know, like you said, there's a lot of people not listening. And I just, I'm trying to listen. And then we're trying to do what we can to be supportive, mm -hmm. and, you know, be allies. I think that with running a team, uh, you touched on something that... Uh, I feel like a lot of organizations can relate to of is this a political thing and do we or should we have a say in it because you almost don't want to send that uh, that virtue signaling of right. we've done this thing because others are doing this thing versus 
are you actually like running your company in a way that is like diversity friendly or, or would like basically holding yourselves accountable mm-hmm. to the things that you say, unlike a lot of major companies out there like right. who, who say things and then you look at their actions and it speaks the opposite is true. Uh, like, for example, I saw the San Francisco 49ers be like, hey, we're mm. in solidarity. And I'm like, are you, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are are mm. you? Because, <laughs> I mean, you had someone on your team, but no? All right, never mind. Uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you it's when you are in charge of a company like that of making sure that you have all of your ducks in a row before saying something or making a statement like that uh and and backing up a movement mm-hmm. like this without you know because again right. people have and not like had the the ass to back it up but uh, i would say in your case uh, equinox has the the ass to back it up let's say <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> y'all got a lot of ass is what i'm I trying mean, to like, say <laughs> it's interesting because you said you know you should have your ducks in a row but the way we did it, it wasn't like, hmm, I think I want to pick up uh, a black streamer. I want to pick up, you know, a black <laughs> female player. It just, it never happened like that. It's just like, we just want, like, I always just go back to this because it's so simple, right? Just wanting to cool, do cool things with people that I like or cool people. Mm-hmm. And it just happened that it ended up very diverse. And we have lots of different ethnicities. And... I just feel like a lot of these companies just really need to look at their hiring policies, I suppose. But, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a fight that for me, the way I fight it is I try to just have our team be open and organic. And if we're diverse, you know, we're diverse and that's what we show. Right. It's just like how we are. And (laughs) I hope that this like is eye opening for a lot of these companies and for the people that support these companies to see that it's like a huge problem and people can't just put a PR statement and think that that'll absolve them of what they've been doing right. or not doing, which is um, hiring more people of color or having more people of color on their team as players. It's, it's just, it's lifting a veil on something huge mm-hmm. basically. I think that's something also that is worth mentioning and Cuddlecore, I think that you would be uh, extremely qualified to talk about this uh, because there are, there are already so many black voices out there who have been saying this stuff for, for years and years. There are people who are making great content that may or, or really haven't maybe gotten the coverage that is deserved uh because there's a lot of people putting in work um so who would you even you know what no i'm not even going to direct the <laughs> direct you to talk about what you want go off please oh oh just about all right um well i just would like to discuss about what's been going on and like you said which i really do appreciate uh the fact that many uh black uh, influencers in the gaming community and in whatever uh, profession it was, like whether it was like streaming or playing mm-hmm. or uh, podcasting, whatever it was, 
uh, a lot of us have used our platform to speak on these uh, occurrences, like these these events, these tragedies, for 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 a long time. Whether it was what was happening, like like our our people getting killed by police uh, officers, or the the um, the obvious um, divide, and sometimes like that that racial segregation in the gaming community, whether it be because of you know, we don't have the the look because of our skin, or because we, like, you know, they want they want they want somebody that's marketable in the sense that like, you know, they feel comfortable with the person they see. <laughs> but black people aren't like they're familiar. They're um, you know, there's nothing threatening about them, but they feel like sometimes uh we're less marketable. I've noticed that too. Um, People are talking about, oh yeah, you know, black people, we are black content creators, or if they're looking for a certain type, like in a certain field, they're like, okay, black people who are professionals in this, like, you know, hit me up. I would like to give, uh, help you out, give you more exposure. But where was this when all this wasn't happening? And um, mm-hmm. they've been working quite hard. I, I've so so with so with that. Um, you know, when this started happening with the protests, a lot of uh, black people were stating, "Hey, this doesn't just happen in a you know for a week or two weeks or or a month. This happens all the time." So, for people who are kind of maybe new to supporting this, we we asked, to, "We I keep on saying this phrase because we've been using it. Keep the same energy. Mm-hmm. Keep the same energy. That's that's all a lot of us are asking because." Is it great to have allies? Yes. But not when it's convenient for you. And, and and not just to get clout, because that's something that people are doing as well. Those those PR statements, how that that's a, that's rather shameful. Um, for example, the NFL. Uh I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh you you said it like they pretty much deemed it disgraceful for uh Kaepernick to, to take a knee. The pledge doesn't yeah. the pledge isn't for everyone. The pledge isn't it, it it literally like your this country was 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 founded on the on the slave uh, the, uh, the backs of slaves uh, and, and built off of it mm-hmm. um so um like yeah of course he wouldn't of course he wouldn't say the pledge because the pledge doesn't say anything about like, like it doesn't actually the actual government doesn't commit to what the pledge is stating um and, and national anthem and all that it doesn't. It doesn't for any of that. So of course, but they didn't believe in that. He thought they thought he was disrespecting the country because they don't understand uh, the black perspective at all in that regard. And honestly, I would have rather an apology, an apology, a true one, um, that you were wrong. Don't just jump to be a part of the the, the trend because this is not a trend. People dying should not be a trend. But you want to look good, but nobody. People aren't fooled by that. Um, so yeah, um, and I'm not trying to go off. This is definitely just what I'm seeing. Um, and I, I just wanna say it, it is highly appreciated to the people who are actually genuinely trying to elevate the black voices in whatever community it, it is, because it matters, because we've been saying this for a while. And um, you know, we can educate many people and we can tell people, hey, this is where you can donate, or hey, this is what you could do to help out your community that has black voices, um, black creators, and in whatever field. Um, but I do want to say 
this one thing because I've been feeling this a little bit. Uh, it's all well and good for people to donate. And I think that's amazing. But donating doesn't, uh, that's one thing. But if you haven't addressed the problems in your own community in regards to the racial divide and the racial problems there, that doesn't make you, like that doesn't remove you from 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 having to tackle those problems just because you donated money, no matter what the amount was. If you have problems, for example, the fine game community has a huge race a racism problem. It's massive and people get unchecked all the time. Uh, but 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 then you have people donating money and higher positions, <laughs> but they're not but they're not addressing those problems. People have been tagged. They've been tagged on Twitter. Hey, are you gonna address this? Are you gonna address this? No, because they think that donating is solving the problem, but it's not because you can't even tackle the the race racism that's happening in your own community. And just because you might, you know, take care of one person who did it doesn't mean anything or two people who did something that doesn't, it's a bigger problem. And this is not for the moment. This is something that needs to be tackled on such a deeper level. So for those of you that are doing it genuinely and, and, and are understanding the, the deeper problem there and that money doesn't just solve that, thank you. I appreciate that. And for those of you that maybe don't fully understand that right now, start, start looking at yourself. Think about how deep the problem is embedded in the community because that same problem that's happening inside the community is happening on a bigger scale out there. It's just a reflection. But it's honestly the same thing. Like it, it, it's happening. Um, uh, there needs to be some some updates to the way things are ran uh, I think, overall. I think that you've touched on something that the response from people who might hear it might your gut might have already you the listener might have said, but the FGC is already so diverse. We're not. <laughs> aha! Aha! It may be diverse, but are you listening to the voices of those people? I think some genuinely uh, do, and others I don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. Because if they did, then we wouldn't have things. We wouldn't still have the same people who haven't been checked on certain statements or like racist comments. Like we, we, we they've been in the community so long, and nobody's really done anything to, to like change that. So now they're here and they've enabled tons of other people to be just as bold in saying those things. So now we have a hostile environment, sexist, racist, homophobic, transphobic, everything. And because certain things aren't checked, we have a very hostile, dangerous environment. A lot of the time it makes people not want to stay here. It may be diverse, but I think a lot of the time there's a problem in regards to listening to the people within it. It's only, it only looks pretty from the outside because like, hey, look, look at the diversity. Ha, yeah, let's, that's a check mark. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, you have to think about the quality of, 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 of the, like, the people in it, like the, their lives, that, that stuff is, that's traumatizing. I looked at a Twitter post once recently, uh, I think it was from like a psychologist or something like that. She, she said that like people experiencing racism, and I'm sure this could go for any ism, um, like it creates a trauma like a PTSD effect. And then that, that's the quality of your life is that that's diminishing when those things happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's why it's so important to tackle these problems because that those, those, those experiences scar people for life. And I think the community needs to really tackle that. Yeah. Great job on donating, but really start giving 
giving uh, back to the people in your community in regards to uh, giving them platforms to speak, listening to those concerns, to care of those problems, because they're not, they're not just some illusion. They exist. They do. So overall, the gaming community and fine game community, all, all that. Yeah. And in general. So. I think the other block that you might run into is when people say, but that's only online. Uh, oh, yes. So that's only online. I've definitely seen that a few times and I, I, I don't agree at all. So, okay. I think the other I, funny I, thing to consider here is that saying it's, that's only online in the time of a pandemic where the fighting game community is only, only online. Exactly. And the thing that's is, that's a kind like, of an aside joke, but like it's, it's, it remains true. Right. But it's like, just because it's online, does it, does it mean it shouldn't be addressed? And a lot of those people who talk online go to these offline events when we did have offline. And it's like, that's why it needs to be addressed because you're literally not checking people for their ignorance. So they're going to these tournaments, nobody's checking them. They're like, okay, well, you know, I see this person here, or, you know, I see this woman here. I see this black person here. I like, you know, it's women have been harassed, have been drugged. And, and, and it, tons of women started coming out with their stories mm-hmm. about like rape and, and, and things like that. And they had to speak up. And, and that's not just an online thing. Like that's, it's people who go offline and attack women and, 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 you know, or it could be said about anything. Like, that's why I say like, you have to check people because if they feel comfortable doing it here, they can do, they'll do it offline. They'll do it anywhere. Like they literally let people go to events. This could be players, casual players, people who spectate, they let these people go to events. And, and, and I have friends who have said, like, they'll let people who have said outlandish things online, they'll let them go to events and they won't even check them on any of those statements, any of the statements they've made. They've been doing it for years. The people will be going to tournaments, they'll just go. Tons of people, tons of people. And, and, and that's the problem, because you're, sh- you're showing to tons of people who are just as ignorant, you're showing, hey, we don't, we don't, we're not gonna check this person, this player for this. And so other people are thinking, okay, if they can do that, then I can easily say these statements and get away with it. Mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can just, I can do what I want because my favorite player did it, or this person was able to get away with it. Um, yeah, that's, that's a huge problem. Uh, I think higher ups need to be more comfortable and taking action in regards to that instead of covering for people. Um, or, you know, they might know them or something like that. That, that there should just be a whole, like, just, I still think there should be a panel of people to, to deal with these actual problems instead of like, you know, maybe they help with the tournament organizer, sure, or something like that. But it, it, <laughs> it should never be like a popularity thing. It should definitely be about keeping people in check. That's more important than anything else. There's uh, also a, an interesting piece of what you talked about of let's say you do bring it to the attention of an event organizer and then they have a private conversation with that person and decide no i know this person they are not racist this is not a racist person is that enough no it's not because if i come to term organizer and i know what i experienced and i you know i show them just because you don't think that person is like that doesn't mean that they aren't and if all the writing's on the wall and everybody's saying the same thing, like, hello, like that, it, it's, a, it's a true concern 
and it needs to be addressed as such professionally. Mm-hmm. This is business. This is not a friendship thing. This is business. And, and, and people really get that mixed up too, I think. Um, so they're like, oh, no, 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 they're fine. And so then it doesn't get addressed again. And uh, that happens too. That's um, a good point. It's a good point. Because there yeah, are I, a lot of friendships, let's say, uh, within the community. I mean, we, a lot of us go to a lot of the same events. So it, w- it wouldn't be out of character for someone to make friends with people who have, uh, let's say, spread uh, spread some negativity across the community, to put it lightly. Yeah, for sure. And That's um, the lightest way I can put it. Yeah, and then that it happens. Like, you know, oh, I know this person. They wouldn't do that. And it's like, well, you know... I'll, uh, a huge group of people actually a lot of people would say otherwise just because you might see one version of them doesn't mean that you know that they're ultimately that that's the only version of that person because like I said tons of other people are saying otherwise <laughs> so and and you know these are like this community it's supposed to it's about the community being safe and everybody's voice is being heard I just I think a lot of the time things just I could take things get covered up um now because of those ask- reasons let me ask you this then, uh, because I feel like this is a, this would be like the natural conclusion of, of this situation of what if I have done something, what if this is me talking and I've said something in the past that is like extremely harmful to both women or people of color, let's say, uh, let's say that I've said that and maybe I've apologized once or twice in the past. What what is like the right way to let's say atone for past digressions? Oh, what a great question. Um, so I think a public apology to the community that you targeted with hate speech would be the right way to do that. Apologizing once or twice means nothing especially if you didn't do it on your, uh, on like a, your whole platform. Um, or let's like, say, I'm sorry that you were offended that I said these things. Oh, that's, and that's actually a very poor apology. So I'd say that at that point we would have to get whoever it is, if they are on a team or something, you get their, their team involved in too, because that will ensure like we need, like if, if the community had to discuss it with the team, yeah, hey, we need an actual legit apology, not a half-assed one, because that's that's not gonna fly. Like you have to apologize for what you said, um, in it, who you said it to, and that you will do better. And that's the actual apology you would have. Not, I'm sorry, you're offended. Mm, no, you that that was that, yeah that would be a terrible apology and i've definitely seen that that sorry not sorry thing <laughs> but that's personally just my opinion on the take on that yeah no i well, i think that you're oh. right about that of of making a statement of saying that yes i was wrong and then what's key about that is continuing on in the future in a way that uh maintains that the reason why you would have apologized in the first place yeah exactly yeah. a lot Continued of people action. i a lot of people I notice when, you know, we're all human, right? We make mistakes. People are always going to make mistakes. But a lot of people seem to have a problem um, properly apologizing. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like really difficult for a lot of people. But I think it's just important um, to just acknowledge 
apologize and then you know make sure that you don't do whatever it is that you did <laughs> right like exactly. it's, so, it's so simple like just acknowledge apologize and don't do it again <laughs> but that is I will like an extremely it. pragmatic thing to do that someone who runs a business might say, which is also a good way to run your business. <laughs> like, don't, you don't have to be shady about the shit you say. No. You can be right. and say, like, you can have fucked up and it turn out okay. Like, that's like the other right. weird thing of like, you see people say like, well, it's, we don't want to cancel anybody, cancel, but like, hmm. <laughs> Not, like not really because even even when people have been quote unquote canceled like their resources and like access has not been taken down one iota so what exactly are we talking about here uh oh because we called them out oh is that called a cancel oh because we said hey stop being garbage <laughs> like is that is that what it is because we called them out are we not supposed to are we not supposed to like why because like that's my whole thing like because call, call, i don't don't call me i don't like being called garbage <laughs> like what's so i can you know like we were human beings i should i should be able to say hey what you said was not okay like that, that that's that's called mm -hmm. like you know that's that's called being accountable so you say hey that wasn't all right i'm holding you accountable for what you said because that was ignorant and, and that, that that should that, that that's that's normal that's that's living mm -hmm. i've even had times where i've said things and i get checked like hey you know i actually you know that that's wrong this is actually how it is and i'm like oh you know what i'm sorry i thought it was this like mm -hmm. i just it's not it isn't a difficult concept but when you have like say if you have a, like a big platform <laughs> and and tons of people are, are like kissing your feet or something like that or just following you but there is some sort of praise there the problem that happens is <laughs> sometimes i think people don't separate the artist from the art and that is the problem because you can do great performance wise but that doesn't automatically mean you're a good person or have made great decisions all the time so people will call you out and that it includes the people who follow you um because wrong is wrong and to you know to, to for just for overall just to be a good human being, like, of course, we keep you, you know, you're not right all the time. It's good to say, like, hey, I, I make mistakes. But the thing is, if, they're, if they feel like they're just so on a pedestal, they just feel like they can never be wrong. They can never be corrected. And when you do correct them, they want to double down and not apologize even more. Or I guess because people attack them because they're so hurt at what was said because they think their favorite player could never. Uh, <laughs> they just they just buckle down even harder on not apologizing. Or they feel like, oh, uh, this that was in the past that was in the past that doesn't mean people forget because you never truly dealt with it you never were truly accountable for it mm -hmm. so people don't forget people don't I forget th things and I they shouldn't i think something that you've brought up that is important for people to listen to is that if and when you fuck up which might happen i fucked up was it two three days i have no idea how time works <laughs> about two days ago my my fuck up was uh, we had run our or was setting up this charity tournament. And I, I said that it was for the benefit of people of color. And someone called oh. me out saying it's not just people. It, this is not specifically a people of color problem. This is a this is a black people problem. And I went, you know what? You're right. And deleted that message, apologized in the in that thread where the, the thing had been a fuck up and then restated the same uh, the same point with the the correct vernacular and that I wasn't canceled 
nothing nothing right. bad came of it. I fucked up. I went, oh, you're right. Let me change this. Done. Uh, easy to do at that point. Not hard. Right. Mm-hmm. It didn't Not make hard. me... It, it didn't make me feel because here's the thing like i i am a white straight man i will i know in the future i will say something fucked up <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my nature <laughs> and then someone will say i know about that one my guy you might want to walk that one back and i will say you know what i hadn't thought about it from that perspective because that's not a perspective that i have uh thank right. you for bringing that to my attention I will I will correct this action. That's how you do it. It's not yeah. hard. Literally, Honestly. yesterday I literally yesterday I messed up. I did the uh, we were on Equinox account Instagram and you know everybody's doing the Blackout Tuesday oh. thing and I did the black square with the hashtag Black Lives Matter, which basically blocked off the whole timeline. Right, they came with, with the black script right so you know really messed up and acknowledged it and we deleted it right away we're like you know we really messed up sorry we did not mean to use the hashtag please and you know we put up a new post with the correct resources not just Good. a blank box a blank blank box and you know we're not perfect nobody's perfect and we just like you said, it's so easy. Just be like, you know, we messed up. Sorry, we won't do it again. We're going to fix it. Mm. And some people, I guess a lot of people have a hard time coming to grips with that. <laughs> but if, you know, it should be that simple. Yeah. People should know that it's okay to make a mistake so long as yeah. you are willing to correct yourself. Right. Uh, when corrected. Ah, the black box thing. I remember that very famous yeah. Martin Luther King speech when he said, sometimes it's good to be silent. I remember that when he said that for a day, just everybody be quiet for a day. No, jeez, uh, oh man. Uh, but it's cool. Like, it's fine. Like, Equinox is not canceled. <laughs> like, right. It's just when, pe- I, this is when I think people get canceled deeply and, and, and should be this is this is my opinion though like mm-hmm. if you can't apologize and you just double down on just defending yourself even though you really did fuck up then um you know canceling just might be the way you have to go then if we're gonna really be on that route like i mean if you're really not going to understand your flaw and <laughs> or what you did your mistake and, and how it affected people how disrespectful it was mm-hmm. uh then and then honestly then maybe that's not a cancel that's you just need to separate yourself maybe you need to remove yourself then from this community if that's really your hang-up your problem um because like then i mean then okay then if you you can't agree with that then you can just you can dip you can leave like mm-hmm. that's it um he, like people would rather choose to uh, they'd rather blame somebody else or like direct the, the, the focus somewhere else instead of taking accountability then then honestly you're you're not being mature you're not being professional you're not being an adult and companies aren't going to want to mess with that so just yeah fuck them no uh but we're coming up against it though uh and before we before we kind of wrap things up 
I was going to toss it over to Emily. Is there anything that you would want to say before we kind of wrap up this topic of uh, Black Lives Matter, what we're seeing within the community or what we're seeing with like outside of the community or just in general, any closing thoughts? Well, you know, we talked about um, the message being authentic. You know, people were just putting up a blank PR statement. But that being said, I think it's great that a lot of people are speaking up and you know they are posting things they're saying things a lot of there are some influencers you know speaking up a lot of teens speaking up and you know the the tournament just happened um how much ended up getting donated oh i guess why i should set that up as well I oh. didn't. Pl- I didn't plan on really talking about that during this oh, show. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's fine. You don't have sorry, to apologize. Sorry. I mean, I, okay. <laughs> you brought it up, so I'll, I'll, we can talk about it now. Uh, but our, our Street Fighter ran a uh, extremely impromptu charity drive for uh, right. the chosen charity of the winner of the tournament. Uh, we've since expanded that to top four because so much money was raised. It made sense to spread the love to as many organizations as possible to still make an impact. Uh, mm. And the total right now, which it hasn't been closed is upwards of 17,400 some, oh my God. Uh, oh my God. which was like them. I mean, all of that had been raised within 12 hours. So people, people gave a fuck and there were <laughs> a lot, there were a lot of huge donations as well, which were like really incredible, but, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it is kind of like you said of it's people care about this stuff and it is heartening to see when people come together over, over shit like that. Um, but yeah, wasn't good. Wasn't going to bring it up <laughs> because honestly, I, I don't, I, although that tournament is run by like us in this organization, I do not want to take credit for it because like all it did for me for that to happen was I went, this should be a charity tournament. That was literally all it took. Like that was the amount of work put in of Mm -hmm. me saying this should be a charity tournament. I, there's a little bit of back end work that has to happen now to figure out how Mm -hmm. to put all of that money in the right place from like a legal perspective. But at the same time, uh, right, like that's ex- that's what happened with Ko Cancer as well. <laughs> like it was just like, <laughs> w- it was just. I- I'm just so floored by how generous the FTC can be. So yeah. I am hopeful that if we keep holding people accountable, if we keep talking about it, if we keep keep talk, like you know, like Janelle talked about it, like it just don't make it a trend. You know, it's real. It's people's lives. We have to just continually acknowledge that this is a problem that won't go away until we fix it keep that same energy yeah yeah Uh, yeah. please uh cuddlecore any closing thoughts here Mm. well you all kind of summed up a lot of it but i'll (laughs) i'll give my little something something too uh thank you to everyone who's been uh you know giving in one way or another to what's been going on lately um there's a lot of uh injustice going on that's been going on for for ages but um thank you to those of you who are really trying to stand with the black community really appreciate that um you know because it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of, of, of exposure unfortunately and a lot of people to get this done but um 
yeah, uh, it's great to see a community that I do enjoy uh, come together to help out once again for a cause that deserves all of the support, all the understanding, and all the love. So thank you. Uh, one more note on that. if For the people who are listening, uh, thinking about, well, who should I listen to? What should I do? It's just because the FGC is on Twitter, follow more black people on Twitter. If you don't follow a lot of black people, don't follow a lot of women, don't follow a lot of people of color, change change who you follow to to at least have that messaging show up in your timeline to see this is what people are saying uh, for whenever anything, not just even this instance of like extreme prejudice that is happening right now, uh, mm-hmm. but also in the future for other issues that have, have reared their ugly head. Um, but that will just about do it. Follow and listen to those people's voices. But before I let you both go, I have to ask you both a question. Uh, and this is a question of which I feel like is very telling, uh, can tell you a lot about a person, about how they, you know, who they are as a player, who they are as a person. And it comes in two parts. Uh, Cuddlecore, let's go to you first. Uh, the first part of the question is, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game and why? Hmm, my favorite normal, my favorite normal attack in any fighting game. Um, oh, okay. So I'm just gonna talk about you know the character I use all the time because yeah. So you know, Elisa Tekka Seven, her normal uh, one of my favorites is like her her down back three, um, and why is because it opens up people really easily. I'm in crouch, which means I have tons of options from crouch to stop you from mashing more buttons and pretty sure i'm plus on that too so don't you mash because i can just open you up so ha yeah it's a very advantageous button let's say (laughs) uh an extension of that question to you as well uh what is your favorite combo in any fighting game and why my favorite combo in any fighting game oh well i guess it had to (laughs) it again but uh That's my favorite fine. combo in, in tech it is <laughs> um uh alisa's uh chainsaw forward one plus two so she she literally like shatters your like your your like soul and so you like crumple <laughs> then she gets a tail spin and then she flies forward and she like does a, a upward motion and then she alley oops your butt onto the onto the ground sometimes it's a floor break depending so that's my favorite combo because it cha- <laughs> she used to not have a combo for chainsaw like that and now she gets so much damage oh my god it's amazing yeah that's, that's chainsaws are cool i'm for that <laughs> all right well then in that case then emily the same line of questioning goes to you. What is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game and why? So I don't play that many fighting games. The only one that I play a lot of is Tekken. And I play Kazumi and I just know that I like to one jab. Is that a good answer? I know it's really important. I need to do good? it more. One jab, just one jab over and over. <laughs> and then my favorite combo. Okay, so I I entered NorCal Strong Style last year, and I needed to find a character with like a really easy combo, right? So I had to find what would be the most effective, and I discovered uh, everybody suggests to be Noctis. So I really like two 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 two. 
that was good and then uh people also told me to try 4444 with katarina those are my favorite kinds because i am not a fighting game player <laughs> but they make me feel like i'm accomplishing something so i know a lot of people don't like these easy combos but they're good for like babes like me but if i could learn any combo honestly i would really just i would like to learn like the giant swing you know the cool king stuff any of that <laughs> but i cannot execute it but i want to learn that's okay that's <laughs> that's part of this that's part of the question your favorite combo doesn't have to be one that you yourself can do yeah so that opens up the whole window <laughs> of opportunities. But I appreciate your answers, though. Those are good answers that I think tell a lot about your character <laughs> and your relationship with, uh, with fighting, yes. which is like right. those were not bad answers. You are also not the first person to answer <laughs> that question who doesn't have a lot of experience, actually. That's totally fine and cool. And I think you did a good job answering them. So, I, I mean, you. let's. Cottlecore, did she do a good job? Is that. Yeah, she did great. I think she okay. did amazing. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Very good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's, we needed that confirmation. We needed, we needed Emily to be built up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And to build Emily up a little bit more, we're going to end the show and say thank you, Emily, and thank you, Cuddlecore, for coming on to talk about uh, recent events and your incredible job fundraising uh, for KO of Cancer. Uh, just, again, hats off to you and the amount of promotion and work that went into that basically week-long event that was just incredible uh but emily where can people find you on the internet so you can follow me at twitter.com slash nixrose and then uh the equinox twitter is eqnx gaming and yep those are the two you can follow me at all right cuddle course same for you where can people find you on twitter you can just find me under cuddle underscore core on twitch it's cuddle underscore core uh and um, Instagram, TK underscore cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> underscore Wait, what? Cuddle. It is? Oh, my God. I thought it was underscore cuddle core this whole time. No. Oh, no. I've been talking about the wrong thing. Is that a different person? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just changed the name. I just okay, cuddle okay, okay. It's shorter. Sweeter. Got shorter. it. Got it. Oh, no. Brand solidarity out the window. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, got beans. it. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well, that will do it for a show. Again, thank you all for listening. And again, a huge thank you to Emily and Cuddlecore for spending this time talking about the things what you give a fuck about i am highly appreciative for you to uh cut time out of your day for this so thank you both once again thank uh, you for having us thank that'll you. do it for me though you find me at super joe monday or at sf on twitter.com that's a show that's the thursday show uh for this podcast we're here usually every thursday i say that but i was on vacation last week so there wasn't an episode last week so Fuck, fuck your feed. Uh, the tournaments that we run Mondays on the East Coast, Fridays on the West Coast, so look out for that. But other than that, folks, until next time, take care and peace. <laughs>